Hey there, we're Tali and Ophira Adut, identical twins and astrologers. Welcome to Astro Twins Radio, where we bring the stars down to Earth. It's the week of February 5th to 11th, and there's going to be some disruptions to the way we socialize this week and some innovative changes ahead that we can really tap into and make the most of. I'm Tali, and I'm here with Ophi today. Yep, and I am looking at big Aquarius energy this week. It's all about changes, changes that you didn't plan for. But when do we ever plan for changes? They sneak up on us. They wouldn't be changes if we could. And so you can't really plan for an Aquarian type of change because Aquarius is a sign of the future and innovation. And it's kind of about that electricity, that shock, that current, that surprise that actually brings your entire way of thinking and seeing the world into a different dimension and... It's it's an opening up to new things. So, so ready or not, whether you're someone who is dreading that news or loving it and so here for it, get ready. Buckle up or don't. Um, so on Monday, it all begins with Mercury, the planet of the mind, communication, information, zooming into Aquarius on Monday the 5th until February 23rd. So... Mercury is leaving Capricorn, which is very linear and systematic. So we've been having negotiations and discussions about you do this, I do that. Very responsible, heavy, systematic planning thoughts. And now that's all well and good, but where is the originality? So Mercury in Aquarius is a time to celebrate your original thoughts, your creativity. What if we tried it this way? Now, you don't want to totally turn all that careful Capricorn planning on its head. It's very valuable, but if it needs that extra 1% or 10% or even 80-20, this is the time to really think, huh, how could we make this really stand out, really make Yeah, Mercury was in Capricorn for an extra long time, actually, since way back in the holiday, you know, in December and late November. uh, And it went retrograde in Capricorn uh, in early December, mid-December, actually, December 13th to the 23rd. And then it slipped back into Sagittarius, then went back into Capricorn again uh, in January. So so it had to retrace all the steps it walked backward, walked them forward again. So I think it's this week you thought it through as much as you could on paper. And now it's time to go out and actually experiment. Like you put the big idea into a plan, but now it's time to test it against reality. Do the people want this? Does this actually work in real time? Thomas Edison, who said that he had 10,000 experiments and only one that worked rather than failing 10,000 times. And I totally mess up that quote. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever it was. Oh, close enough. He had a growth mindset instead of a fixed one. And that is the direction that we all need to go into this week. Go in with like, I'm a, I'm willing to be 100% wrong about my hypothesis. Show me the way. So uh, Wednesday, February 7th, we have innovation coming to our love lives. So Venus, the planet of love, is still in Capricorn until February 16th. So we're feeling kind of traditional, but... 
It is in a lovely flowing trine to our favorite planet, Uranus. We're going to say it the snooty way, Uranus, to avoid embarrassment. Um, it is in a trine to Uranus and Taurus, another Earth sign. So Uranus is the ruler of Aquarius. So there's that change maker, disruptor energy. But it's in Taurus, which is traditional. So if you've noticed for the past, I guess we're going on six years now, that all the things that are traditional in the 3D world are getting turned on their head and turned inside out. That is the effect of this long visit of Uranus and Taurus. It's going until 2026. So we're already thinking differently about the traditions that we have. And when Venus is in a trine, which is a helpful 120 degree angle to Uranus, we want to see if we can bring a new twist on, you know, take the best and leave the rest. Or don't throw out the romantic baby with the bath water and so yeah and since they're both in earth signs so whenever there's a trine the the planets are in the same element so venus is in capricorn uranus and taurus two earth signs which means there's going to be a focus on maybe shaking up some of your routines and rituals if you're looking for love this year don't just keep going to the same old places. Maybe sign up for a class and see if you can meet someone who shares your interests or go to an event or... Hiking uh, with earth signs, it's very much like the physical realm. So it could be right. an event at a nice kind of upscale place. It could be out in nature where you're enjoying earth or even some service work, volunteer work. Earth energy can be very humble Humble and high-end, both of those things. So, But, you know, we're a week away from Valentine's Day this Wednesday. So and Valentine's Day, just a little spoiler, is super intense. We've got Mars and Pluto together. That is going to be, that's, it's not exactly, I mean, it could be intense in a good way, but this Venus-Uranus trine is the kind of expansive energy you want to feel when you're sitting across from your your partner plus one or even a friend if you're celebrating galentine's palentine's and make the plan make the plan <laughs> make the plans and like have a little pre-game uh prequel to v-day because it really is about um being expansive and what if we did this what if we did still make a deposit in the emotional uh bank account or the phillips love tanks Thursday, one day later, though, things can get a little tricky for everyone because Uranus, again, is in the picture, but it's clashing in a 90-degree square with the Aquarius sun. So this happens um, twice a year, but it only happens once a year while the sun is in Aquarius. And so, okay, here we go. Sun square Uranus. So the sun wants... You know, has a lot of power. It wants energy. Uranus wants to change everything. The sun wants to be seen loud and proud. Uranus wants everyone to be seen. So it's really about finding your place within a community, but also making sure that you're shining your light on other people too. There could be some major ego battles, narcissistic flare-ups, and power struggles that day. And also people being, Uranus and Taurus being kind of possessive, mine versus ours. The sun in Aquarius is kind of, is very much that, 
You know, I made a giant pot of mushroom chai and everyone should have some, you know. And, you know, Donna's like, I get the big mug and I want mine with whipped cream and serve to me on a platter because I'm more important than all these people. Or comes in and grabs one first and then doesn't see if everybody has what it needs. So, yeah, you could definitely have some ego battles or power struggles if you're not careful today. Uh, yeah, it's kind of funny because that's true. Like, the sun is like that, but Aquarius isn't. Uranus is also, like, very sharing, but in Taurus, it's like, I get time. Yeah. Uh, I get the Limoges China mug, you know. Yeah. Now, on a positive note, squares, <laughs> these 90-degree angles of tension that bring us to a breaking point, they're not only bad. Sometimes, like, something that's been waiting to kind of blow up that in a good way does so the sun you're on a square could also be a day that we that a big innovative idea of yours gets noticed by someone who's a decision maker an influencer or you know is can move the needle forward on it so don't don't hide your your cool idea if you have one it might be the day to kind of reach out to someone but don't don't try to force it into any one direction but also be available to to be seen put that post up because the right person may find you and be like you know you have the courage to actually say what everyone was thinking that's a little tricky these days because some of those people who have that so-called courage are saying horrible destructive divisive things so please don't do that the temptation can be there but if you're if you're putting something positive out in the world let that sun shine on it. I just had a random thought when you said One Direction. I was thinking that Aquarius Harry Styles was, you know, the front man for that. But that is the opposite of the Aquarius way, the Uranian way. That wants a prism of directions, not just one. This is about a kaleidoscope. No wonder you to go solo. Exactly. He really did. Leave that Capricorn Zane Malik to do the One Direction thing. So <laughs> now the Friday drum roll is the big day because it is the Aquarius new moon. And every year the Aquarius new moon begins the Lunar New Year. So Lunar New Year's Eve. But Lunar New Year's Eve begins. And... um. So we're ending the year of the water rabbit, which began the evening of January 21st, 2023. It's been a nice, fluffy, soft year where we've all been kind of huddling together with our bunnies. We've been a little fearful, a little timid, but empathic and gentle as we... Uh, discovered a group of bunnies. It's called a fluffle. So it was a year of fluffle time in that community. Uh, the the rabbit is associated with the planet Neptune, the ruler of Pisces. So it's very dreamy and imaginative, but and also paranoid and 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 sacrificial. Yeah, <laughs> yes. The poor bunny is always the prey. So we went from the year of the tiger, the predator, to the year of the rabbit, which was prey. And now we're going into mythical years. So we're fin finishing up two years that were ruled by water, uh, 2022 and 23, which is very flowy and expansive and goes off into tributaries, into two wood-ruled wood years, 24 and 25. Wood is about growth and upward expansion, not outward. It goes vertical. It goes up. It goes... It does create a forest or a farm but it's really very decisive and we're entering the year of the dragon the wood dragon so the only creature in the zodiac that is not 
actual animal. Very powerful. We have dragon years of 2012. Yeah, and, and I mean, we kind of say, like, the dragon years have a little bit of an apocalyptic vibe. It's like, apocalypse now? Well, nope. Because, you know, Y2K, we thought, oh my god, the, you know, all of our, everyone of you were around and not partying like it was 1999. You were also afraid that when it turned 2000, that your all your data and bank accounts were going to be empty because the binary codes of computers couldn't handle it. And then 2012, that the prior dragon year we've had was when, you know, the, the Mayan calendar was supposed to be marking the end of the year as uh, the end of the world as we know it. It was the end of a 52,000 or 26,000 year cycle. That's right. Um, uh, a long count calendar. There was a lot of fear mongering as we went from rabbit to dragon. So we, yeah, to the spoiler, nobody's bank account got emptied unless, you know, they gave their ATM pin to someone. And 2012, yes, we're still here. So yes, it was the end of the world as we know it. But it did, yeah, it did cause, both of them caused, both of those dragon years, dragons rule transformation. Was there a major transformation as we move the tw from the 20th to the 21st century? Absolutely. And was there a transformation since 2012? I mean, you look at how spirituality has become the air we breathe it was land medicine ceremonies we even talked about in our in our book about psychedelics becoming the new big pharma moving to big psychedelics i just saw an article about that too. it was not a thing in 2012 i mean green juice might as well have been ayahuasca back then so <laughs> you know we've come a long way baby so now 2024 to 2036 is another one of these kind of dragon cycles and undoubtedly there's going to be a transformation with all the ai going on and psychedelics and so many so much innovation and let's not forget unfortunately war dragon is ruled by mars uh the ruler of aries so we're going from this rabbit water rabbit neptune um prey energy to this very combative uh aries energy of the dragon mars energy now mars energy can also be it doesn't it also can be protective as well as combative so i don't want to put fear in people's minds but there actually are wars going on. i mean you have to look at how people are protecting everything that is theirs in this rabbit year so it's possible that maybe the dragon coming out of the cave will bring real leadership as as you guys who've been listening to the podcast know we've named 2024 the year of transcendent leadership so you know it's it's quite likely that there will be more open negotiation between leaders. I certainly hope so, because it's hardly working the way it is. And we shall see what the dragon year brings to us. But the Aquarius new moon on a personal level is um, also the second call of the week to, um, you know, look at who's in your in your social circle as well even though the rabbit year is ending people still need people and aquarius is a sign of community groups innovation collaboration not in the matching uniforms kind of way but more of the collective way where everyone gets to have their own unique identity and be part of the chorus of the awesome people's club um 
Pluto and the sun are also in Aquarius. And it's it's going to get mighty Aquarian up in here in February because next week Mars goes into Aquarius on the 13th, joins up with Pluto on Valentine's Day, and Venus goes into Aquarius on the 16th and joins up with Pluto on Saturday the 17th. So this is kind of where we get to play nice a little bit. But on Saturday, Mercury, who's in Aquarius, is going to form one more square, one more of those challenging 90-degree angles for the, just to cap off the week with Jupiter and Taurus. So you want to really, you know, watch your dragon fire as the, and the Lunar New Year. It's not the time to start just, like, popping off and saying anything and everything because your candor could be a little bit scorching that day. That's right. So, yeah, if you think about it, Mercury is sort of the... The quick little bits of information and facts and Jupiter is philosophical and big ideas. So it's kind of like the micro and the macro are at odds. So new moons often inspire us to start new things. Pace yourself. That Aquarian energy can get very dysregulated and scattered if you try to do too much at once. So put, you know... Think things through, crunch the numbers, but let yourself also think big. This is not a weekend to gamble or spend if you're going, you know, I feel like Lunar New Year's parties and casinos and luck all kind of go together. So <laughs> don't, don't gamble at that dragon ball if you go to it. And, all, you know, Aquarius is the sign of detachment and objectivity. New moons, moons just in general are about feeling so... If you have been kind of having a little bit of a hard time regulating your emotions earlier in the week or just, you know, with all of, all the feelings flying around, this gives you a chance to kind of maybe intellectualize them, which can be a double-edged sword. You want to, there's something to be said for being able to step back and get a new perspective about a situation, especially if, if your feelings have kind of overtaken them. But you don't want to get so cool and detached that you, you know, forget that emotional intelligence is also a thing that needs to be, you know, weighted in the in the grand scheme of everything. So so look at all the factors. Take it all in. I will say I'm kind of glad that we're having this heady air sign week because it's been super emotional at the end of January and even early February. The Aquarian energy is kind of a nice break from the heaviness. So do enjoy it. Capture your ideas that come to you. Don't just wave them off. Jot them down. Make a little note or a voice note to yourself. And have yourself a great week. Happy New Moon. And you're the dragon. Are you somebody who wants to learn to speak astrology fluently and maybe even start doing charts for your friends and family or perhaps even become a practitioner? Well, here is some very exciting news. On March 9th, our Become Your Own Astrologer uh, training program begins. It is a course that we taught in Tulum, Mexico at a retreat for seven years and now we are bringing it worldwide for everyone out there, no matter where you are on the planet, to participate in. So 
This is going to be a course with two eight-week modules. You can do the first one, Astrology Foundations with us, which is from March 9th until May 4th. You're going to learn how the planets, signs, houses, and aspects, the four-part puzzle of astrology works. That's a foundation for reading any chart. And if you don't know what those those terms mean, you will be so crystal clear by the end. And you'll be chatting up a storm and looking up everyone's moon sign and knowing exactly what to do. After that, from June 1st to July 27th, our oracles level begins, where we teach you predictive astrology and how to do relationship charts so you can be the official love doctor in residence for your friends. You can... Uh, cast the future and see what trends are coming up. No crystal ball required. Beautiful thing for those of you out there who see yourselves bringing astrology into your career. We have a practitioner's track. So for both of those eight-week um, segments, you will participate in those and get our astropreneur's training. We'll work with you directly to help you find your niche, set up your astrology business, and get you in our practitioner's posse um, for readings. This is uh, super exciting because, as you know, we love talking about astrology, but as much as that, and even more, we love helping people understand it. We grew up in a home where everybody spoke a different language, and um, interpretation became one of our fortes. And so making astrology accessible as a language is one of our deepest passions because it's a thing. It is the thing that unlocks your soul purpose, gives you your cosmic blueprint, helps you see why challenges are coming up for you and and find ways to be compassionate your, with yourself, the different parts of yourself and then transform them and make them work for you. So become your own astrologer starts this March 9th. All tracks begin then. And so um, all levels, whether it's foundations, oracles, or practitioners posse, that's right for you. Go to astrostyle.com slash B-Y-O-A. That's become your own astrologer, not bring your own astrologer, although you'll be able to do that after the course. So astrostyle.com slash BYOA. Um, we're taking applications for the practitioner's posse, or you can sign up for the foundations or foundations and oracles course. You won't want to miss this. We're only doing this once this year. Begins March 9th. Hope to have you there with us. As always, thanks for listening. You can discover more of your star power at astrocell.com and be sure to follow us on social at Astro Twins. Join us next time for more cosmic fun.